This is the Adrian Lindsay Podcast, where we keep it straight, no chaser. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about the emotional intelligence factor. I know that's a big one, right? Um, my husband is amazing. He's a thinker. <laughs> and he challenges me all the time. And when I heard this phrase, um, I became keenly aware of more work that I had to do. And I know some of you are out there too. That's why you're podcasters or you're bloggers or you're readers. You automatically know that when you have a space of uh, a deficit of information, you feel it. It's like, I don't know how to do this, so I need to figure this out. But today I have a couple things on my heart. And one of the first things I want to talk about is the emotional intelligence factor. I was on the phone with a friend the other day and um, he was sharing with me that he had lost a friend. Um, He was like a brother and he was in this space of trying to show up for this young man's family. Now, we have created an amazing uh, use of technology. It's cell phones and computers, right? These things go all the way into the galaxies, into our satellites, and back with information. We can Google some of the most minute things in life. And one of the things I encouraged my young brother about was the emotional intelligence factor because he was witnessing something that was uh, unknown to him. He was saying he was at the house. My friend Terrence, that's his name. Shout out to you, bro. There you go. But he was saying he was at the house and he said he was there comforting the mom and the sisters and and these young men came into the house and then, you know, they kind of walked around and then they just left. But they got something to drink and then they walked out. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, I was like, yeah, they don't have the emotional intelligence to know what to do in that moment. And he looked at me through the phone. Um, What? And I was just like, oh, yeah, bro. As humans, sometimes we think that people know better. You know, we think we take that for granted. Some people just don't know better. And we are losing a generation um, from a previous generation of being able to teach these wise, um, beautiful life treasures and truths down. We, We need to pass them down. Either we don't have the old sages, we don't have the older folks teaching the younger folks, or the younger folks don't want to hear it. You know, it could be either one of those two factors that's always at play. And the emotional intelligence factor is something that I had to learn. And I'm going to give you a quick snippet. There are books out there. You can Google that right now. Hello. And figure out what that is. But I'm going to tell you this. But I had I had to learn it the hard way. I didn't learn my emotional quotient until I was deep into my adult years. And I used to pull these really interesting tricks which I didn't know they were tricks. Uh, let me scratch that word. <laughs> but what they were were their experiences that I didn't have um, the emotional wording for. And it was every time my husband went out of town, I find myself catching an attitude. And I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden I loved him so much until the day he had to leave. And it was so weird. And this happened really early on in our marriage, like just before we had Kennedy, my firstborn. But um, somehow I would always find an attitude with him and pick a fight. And then it was really easy for me, for me to tell him goodbye. Okay, see you later. Uh-huh, bye. Mm-hmm. And all of that 
was because I hadn't grown in my emotional space of being able to recognize feelings that were tied to past traumas. And so I was abandoned at five years old, my siblings and my mother by uh, our father. And in that moment, it crystallized me, first of all, to not trust Ben. And then two, every time my husband left, I just didn't think he was coming back. Let's just be honest. That's trauma talking, right? That's the trauma space. And so what I've learned to do over the years, I don't do that anymore. I learned pretty early how to, you know, bring, uh, uh, find the words to express to him what I was feeling. But it took a lot of conversations of talking when the sun was up to dark. Um, but he sat with me in that moment. He was very patient with me. He's very loving. And he just would ask me questions and I have to dig and try to figure it out. And we did. We found out that I had a deep fear of abandonment, you know, and um, and it was a real fear. But I had to reeducate my emotions about it. And so the reeducation of my emotions came in handy when I had to believe what he was telling me, one. And then two, I had to stop running it up the flagpole, like, you know, a flag on fire type situation. This is not a 911 says you, you're good. And so I had to reeducate and pace my patience, reeducate and pace my intelligence about it. And so what I've decided to do was share this with you all and go, the next time you have that really weird feeling of abandonment or some kind of deep wound or hurt with someone that they have no idea what they've done, you might want to go down into yourself and figure out if there is an issue, a, tra- a childhood trauma that is causing you to react the wrong way. So I'll go back to my story. Terrence, he's there for his, you know, his uh, his family and he's being present. And even in his own pain, he's trying to figure out how can he show up for his friend's family. So he tells me about the young men and my heart broke. Cause I was like, Oh, nobody told them they could have went to the dollar tree and got a 99 cent condolence card and just hugged the mom and didn't have anything to say or just rubbed her shoulder or said hi to the sisters. Right? So these young men that came into this house of um, a deceased loved one, they, they didn't know what to do. And this is our generation. These are our kids that are coming up. These are the young men and the young women that will be in charge of taking care of the elderly. And we have lost the art of teaching our children empathy and knowing what to do, what emotion bag to pull out of. That's a very important lesson. So today, as we go over our life and we figure out what's our emotional quotient, how do we raise that level of exposure and understanding and empathy and grace and love Um, And just good heartedness and laughter and joy. I've had some people so into me so deeply over the last year because I lost my mom in 2020 that it made me aware of my emotional quotient even greater. And there's always room to grow emotionally in that space of trying to walk in someone else's shoes, not to be them, but to try to understand them. And that gives us grace, right? That gives us a minute and a pause and a space to connect. And sometimes... No words are words in themselves. Your presence is enough. Sometimes your support is enough. Sometimes a text where you say, I'm thinking about you, sis. I'm thinking about you, bro. I pray that God covers you. I pray that you find strength. These are really, really small, inexpensive things that we can do to show someone that we are there for them. And thank you to all of you who um, held me up 
in a year of 2020 with your prayers and intercession because I felt them. I felt the prayers of the saints. And I have been sewn into so many times um, in my lifetime, and I'm so grateful, which has made me the kind of person that I am. I am a loyal, deep, loving person. And I try to walk in that as much as I possibly can, as long as someone is allowing me to do that. So as you go about your day and your life, um, let's raise our emotional quotient. Let's raise our ability to see and feel and walk in empathy and, and to give God our best by showing the world who we are. The Bible says you'll know who my disciples are based on how you love one another. And love has many faces. You know, it's a coach, it's a mom, it's a dad, it's a child, it's nature, it's the sky, it's the water. So love has a way of manifesting in so many different ways. And sometimes the sweet presence of silence of one of your very best and dear friends does just the thing for you. That's an emotional quotient raising moment. How do we invest in one another? We do that by clear communication, asking what would help in this moment. And some people don't have an answer. Sometimes they, I don't know. And then in the goodness and the gracious and the Googling of our ability, how do we show up for a friend? How do I have difficult conversations with somebody that I love? You know, we use Google for a lot of things. We use the internet and search engines for so many things. But I think sometimes we miss the importance of being able to just research something to understand how to show up better for someone. So today, why don't we try to raise our emotional quotient, okay? Love to you, so much love. And for those of you who are hurting today, who might be listening to this, my prayer is for you right now that you will find someone, that God will send someone to you to hold you and to keep you until you can keep yourself. So let's do it. Emotional intelligence, let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's raise our kids to be aware and empathetic and giving sympathy and love to one another. Until next time. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. Don't forget to share and subscribe. You don't want to miss out on all this crazy good content. Let's stay connected. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time.